A 90-year-old man was taking his daily walk through the park when he heard a tiny voice calling to him. Hey, mister, mister, psst, look, I'm down here. The elderly man stopped walking, looked around, and spotted a little frog sitting in the grass, looking up at him. Hey, mister, it's a long story, but someone turned me into an ugly frog. If you'll just give me a little kiss, I will turn back into a beautiful princess, and I will be eternally grateful. The elderly man reached down, picked up the frog, placed it in his pocket, and just kept walking. So the frog called out to him again, Hey, didn't you hear me? I said, if you'll kiss me, I'll turn back into a beautiful princess and be grateful forever. The 90-year-old man replied, I heard you, but at my age, I'd rather just have a talking frog. Well, it's a new year. That means we're all about to get a year older. And generally speaking, just like that guy with the frog, the older we get, the more perspective we get. The older we get, the less importance we place upon the exterior of our lives and the more importance we place upon the interior of our lives. Now, as human beings, we are a, a body-soul composite, meaning we are immaterial souls that dwell within material bodies. To be human is to be an embodied soul. God created us as souls intimately linked to bodies. Now, after designing us this way, God looked at us and said, this is very good. Now, we do all kinds of things to take care of our bodies, and that's a good thing. I mean, we, we go to gyms, we take vitamins, we do push-ups, we go for walks, we do all sorts of things to take care of our body. And we should take care of our bodies as long as we have them. Now you say, what do you mean, Darren, as long as we have them? No matter how many vitamins you take, no matter how many push-ups you do, your present body is going to wear down. Your present body will eventually die. Now, that's the bad news. But here's the good news. If we trust in what Jesus did on our behalf, we are promised that one day in the future, at the return of Jesus Christ, we will be given new eternal bodies, bodies that will never wear down, bodies that will never die. But in the meantime, as followers of Jesus, we have a unique dynamic taking place. While our exterior body is getting weaker, our interior soul should be getting stronger. One biblical writer put it this way. He wrote, Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. So is that your reality as a follower of Jesus? Is your interior growing stronger as you grow older? Are you inwardly being renewed day by day? Well, on this New Year's Sunday, I'm asking you this simple question. What is the state of your soul? Now, if you're watching TV and watching the media for the next couple of weeks, you're going to notice something. I'm going to make a prediction here. You're going to see a lot of weight loss commercials out there. A lot of commercials for gyms and getting toned up again. Why? Because they know during the holiday season, we all tend to eat a lot and have banquets and parties. And so there's a lot of weight loss commercials going on right now. Well, while the world around you is trying to get you to focus upon the state of your body, I'm calling you to take a few moments today to focus upon the state of your soul. What's happening deep within your life? As the days go on, are you getting stronger or are you getting weaker within? 
Now you say, well, I know how to strengthen my body, but how can I strengthen my soul? That's the question we're going to address for the next few moments. How can a person get stronger within? Now, I'm going to do my best to answer that question. And to provide the answer, I'm going to use the words of one of the earliest and greatest leaders in the history of the church. His name is Paul. He's often referred to as the Apostle Paul. Now, the word apostle means someone who's been sent. Paul is a man who is actually a Jewish leader. He was a Jewish scholar. He was assigned to hunt down the early Christians and put them in prison or even have them killed. He was doing this until one day the resurrected Jesus appeared to Paul and said, Paul, why are you doing this? Why are you persecuting me and my church? It changed Paul's life. He went to being from a, a Christian killer to a Christ follower. And God commissioned Paul then to go out and plant churches all over the region. One day, Paul sat down and wrote a letter to a church in the ancient city of Ephesus. It's in modern-day Turkey. You can visit the ruins of that city to this very day. Well, in his letter, Paul told the Ephesian Christians what he prayed when he prayed for them. It's recorded in Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 16. Paul said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Let's pause there for a moment. The moment you become a follower of Jesus, the Spirit of God dwells in relationship with your spirit. God's Spirit and your spirit live in a spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship. So then, what Paul is praying is this. He says, I pray that your personal experience with God will grow even stronger than it already is. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So he's saying, I pray that God's spirit in your spirit will work together and God's spirit will make you stronger within. How did Paul suggest that this strengthening could happen? What did Paul suggest that we can do to assist in this inner strengthening? Well, let's keep reading. And I'm going to have you underline a couple words here on your outline. Paul says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, underline rooted, established, love, that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Underline the word love again. And to know this love, again, underline love, that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, according to the Apostle Paul, you strengthen your soul by deepening your roots. And how is the life of a follower of Jesus Christ rooted? What is the life of a follower of Jesus Christ rooted in? You just underlined the answer. Paul wrote, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Our faith is rooted in the love of God. Years ago, the leadership of Broadway Church went on a journey, a journey that has brought us to where we are today. One day, one of our board members approached me and said, Darren, we need to come down to one word. We need to define what Broadway Church is all about with just one word. I said, really? One word? He said, yes, we need to be that specific. One word. At first, I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, this is a little extreme. We've got a mission statement. We have core values. 
But no, this board member was insistent. We need to get as specific as one word. And so as a leadership, we took up the challenge. And for the next basically year, we studied. We had uh, a retreat on this. We had uh, a special committee, a task force looking into this. And we said, how could we define what Broadway Church is all about with just one word? And we actually came up with the one word. And we had to go outside the English language to find that one word. And the one word that we settled upon that defined what Broadway Church is all about, the one word that answers the question, why, when it comes to Broadway Church, why do we exist, that one word is agape. Agape, A-G-A-P-E, agape. Agape is the ancient Greek word for a unique quality of love. Now, in English, we can get a little confused. We just have one word, love, and it's supposed to cover a whole lot of ground. I love the, my wife, and I love my family, and I, and I love my, my, my dog, and I love M&Ms, and I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I have all sorts of loves in my life. The ancient Greeks didn't have problems like that. Because the ancient Greeks had different words to communicate different kinds of love. For example, the word in ancient Greek word eros is the word for sexual love. It's where we get the word erotic. But eros is not the word for love that Paul used in this passage. There's the ancient Greek word philia. It's the ancient word for friendly affection, a different kind of love. Remember Barney the purple dinosaur? I love you, you love me. My kids listen to that show. I hated Barney after hearing that for so many years. But Barney was talking about friendly affection. But philia is not the word for love that Paul used in this passage. There's the ancient Greek word storge. That's the word for family affection. Every time one of my children was born, I immediately loved them. As soon as I saw them, I had a deep love for them like no other being on the earth. That's the, the, this word storge. This is the word for a, a love and family, a family affection. But storge is not the word for love that Paul used in this passage. And that brings us to the fourth ancient Greek word for love, agape. Agape is the ancient word for the highest form of love possible. It's the word for the purest love imaginable. And this is the word that the Apostle Paul used in his prayer. Paul prayed that every Christ follower would be rooted and established in agape love. Agape love, the purest love imaginable, is the root of our faith. We as individuals are rooted and established in agape love. We as individuals are rooted and established in the purest love imaginable. Agape love is the root of our faith because it was the agape love of God that was expressed through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was agape love that brought Jesus to earth and led Jesus to the cross. It's agape love that is experienced by everyone who accepts God's gift of forgiveness and eternal life that's offered through the resurrection power of Jesus. By the way, have you accepted this gift? Have you experienced the power of the agape love of God in your life? If you haven't, you are going to be given an opportunity to do that very thing at the conclusion of today's teaching. So get ready for that moment. Agape love, it's the root of our faith, and it's also the root of our congregation. 
Agape answers the question, why, for us here at Broadway Church. Agape is the reason behind everything we do as a congregation. At Broadway Church, we believe that every person was created to experience and express the purest love imaginable. So then, when you piece it all together, you come to this truth. We will grow stronger as individuals, and we will grow stronger as a congregation if we grow deeper in our understanding and experience of God's agape love. That's what Paul is saying in the passage. That is how you grow stronger within. So let's read that passage again. This time, I'll have you circle a couple of words. Paul said, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp, circle the word grasp, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know, circle the word know, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Circle the word surpasses. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Circle the word filled. So what are some practical things we can do to grow deeper, to grow stronger in our understanding of the agape love of God? Well, let's look at the words Paul used here, the words that we just circled. That word grasp. In Greek, it's the word katalambano. Say that five times fast. Katalambano. It means to lay hold of, to seize, to possess with your hand or with your mind. He used the word know, gnosko. It means to recognize, to perceive, to understand. So in other words, grasping and knowing. Paul's telling us that one of the practical things that you and I can do to grow stronger in our understanding of the agape love of God is to ponder it. See, we need to grasp it. We need to know it. So study the, the word agape. Study the concept of agape. Learn about the concept of agape. Start thinking about it in your daily life. What is the agape love of God like? How is it used in Scripture? How is the word used in Scripture? Ponder the concept. Ponder the word agape. Look at another word that Paul used in this passage. It's the word surpasses. Hyperbalo is the word. Hyperbalo. We use the word hyper to mean extreme or exciting. Well, the word hyperbalo means to exceed, to throw beyond, to transcend, to throw, but even to throw beyond, to ballow and to hyperbalo, to surpass. Paul declared that this agape love surpasses knowledge. It goes beyond our knowledge. So, yes, we ponder it, but Paul declared that agape goes far beyond an intellectual grasp. It's beyond even just studying it as much as we should study it. That tells us if we want to grow stronger in our understanding of the agape love of God, we need to not just ponder it, but we also need to experience it. You see, we need to experience the agape love of God in our lives through our life of prayer, through, through, through our, our, our life of community as a body of Christ. We need to experience the agape love of God, to know that God agape loves you, to know that your past is forgiven, that your past is cleansed, to know that as you right now, as you're watching me, that the agape love of God is surrounding you, that he loves you, that he's filling your heart, that he's filling your life. Not just ponder it, don't just ponder it, but experience it as well. 
It surpasses knowledge. It goes far beyond head knowledge. But there's one more word that Paul used that I'd like us to focus on. It's the word filled. Pleru is the Greek word. And that word literally that he used means to be crammed full. It's the word you would use if you're stuffing a suitcase so full you've got to sit on the suitcase to close it. It's a word used when you're filling a cup so full that the water overflows from the cup. That's the word he used here for fill. It means to be crammed full. You can't get any more in that thing. That is the word Paul used to describe the dynamic of the agape love of God in a Christ follower's life. Paul's describing for us a third practical thing we can do to grow stronger in our understanding of the agape love of God. And that is, we can express it. Paul prayed that we would be filled to the measure of all the fullness. So Paul is describing an overflowing of agape love from our lives and into the lives of those around us. He's describing the experience of you've pondered it, you've uh, experienced it, and now you're expressing it. It's flowing over out of your life. You are sharing God's agape love that you've experienced, and you're sharing it with others through your deeds, through your words, through your very life. Listen, when you are around someone who is expressing the agape love of God, you want to be around them because they change you, they impact you. You begin to experience the agape love because they're expressing the agape love of God. What are some practical things we can do to grow deeper, to grow stronger in our understanding of the agape love of God? Ponder it, experience it, express it. If you will do these things, the agape love of God will fill your life to overflowing, strengthening your soul within you, and overflowing to those around you. If we will do these things, the agape love of God will fill our congregation to overflowing, strengthening our relationships with one another, and overflowing to the world around us. And that brings us to today's big idea, where we sum up the teaching in one phrase. Here's today's big idea. The agape love of God, it is why Jesus came, it is why we exist, it is how we will grow, so it's what we will do. I'm gonna say that again. The agape love of God, it is why Jesus came, it's why we exist, it's how we'll grow, so it's what we will do. People of Broadway Church, no matter what the year 2023 brings, no matter what the year 2023 holds, let us decide right now, as individuals and as a congregation, we are going to dig deep into the depths of the well that is the agape love of God. We are going to do all that we can to experience and express the purest love imaginable. Because it's why Jesus came, it's why we exist. It's how we'll grow. That's why it's what we will do. Let's pray together. Spirit of God, I pray for every person watching me right now who already knows you as their Savior and Lord. You dwell within them already by your Spirit. And so I pray that your Spirit will strengthen their spirit. I pray that everyone watching me who is a follower of Jesus will be rooted and established in the agape love of God. 
that they will grow in their understanding and experience of the height and depth and width and length of your agape love within them. May their experience of your love, your purest love imaginable for them, may their experience of it grow. May their hearts and souls be strengthened. May their understanding and grasp of your love for them broaden. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you're watching me right now and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, maybe today for the first time you are pondering the agape love of God. Well, I want to give you, God wants to give you the opportunity to experience it so you can express it. Right now, if you're watching and you've not yet accepted the gift of God's forgiveness and eternal life, right now you can do that. I'm gonna pray a prayer and I encourage you to pray with me. Bow your head with me right now as though I was praying on your behalf. Let's pray together, you and I. God, I acknowledge my rebellion against you. I acknowledge that I've not lived the life that you designed for me to live. There's an emptiness within me, an emptiness that's caused me to pursue all sorts of things that have not filled my heart, things that have not changed me, things that have gotten me further away from any sense of peace. And so today I come to you. I accept your gift of forgiveness and eternal life. I don't want to live the way I've been living. Come within my life. Spirit of God, fill me from the inside out. Change me from the inside out. May your purest love imaginable, your agape love, fill my heart, change my heart from this moment on. And would you give me the courage to act on this even before my head hits the pillow this evening? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, perhaps for the very first time, there's a number on the screen right now. I would encourage you to text that number. Now, don't worry, we're not tricking you. You're not joining Broadway Church. You're not gonna be placed on some type of mailing list or spam list. But one of our team will text you back and offer our services in any way that we can to help you take the next step in your journey. Well, God bless you, folks. I pray you have a happy new year. May we as a congregation be strengthened and rooted and established in the agape love of God today. May we experience and express God's purest love imaginable in the year 2023. God bless you.